Hey, this is Welby Pierce. I'm the lead pastor of Hope Rising Church. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope it inspires you, hope it builds your faith, and hope it gives you perspective to see how God is moving in your life. I hope you enjoy the message. That, that's how you set a new year off right, right there. I was like, let's go, Sam. Come on, bring it, girl. That was, that was good stuff. Uh, I don't even feel like I got to preach, man. I feel like we good. It's been good seeing you. Lord bless you. May he keep you. His face shine upon you and give you peace. Let's go 2019. Man, so good. So good. You just, just keep on playing. I like that. Just, just keep on playing, Tessa, for a moment. But uh, hey, we, we just prayed earlier about uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting and um, just God preparing our hearts. And I want to I wanna challenge you before we get into the message that, man, participate with us. Some way, some form, somehow, participate with us. Would you, over these next 21 days of prayer and fasting, it, it can look like a lot of different things for a lot of different people. Uh, you, you may... You know, you're like, hey, I'm going to fast sweets or, or I'm, I'm going to do without bread. You know, how many bread lovers out there? Come on, like your carbs, let's go. And so, uh, you know, we're gonna, you know maybe, maybe you're like, I'm going to do a Daniel fast. If you, you know, if you grew up in church, you may be familiar with the Daniel fast. And, uh, you know, no breads, meats, or sweets, man. That, that, that's, that's, a good, that's a good one right there. That'll, uh, that'll bless you for sure. <laughs> so, um, you it may look like a lot of different things. You may, you're like, hey, I'm not going to eat during the day, but at nighttime I'll eat a meal. And it's just, we're not, we're not trying to be religious about it. We're just saying, hey, let's go after God together. I say, hey, hey let's, let's go after God together. And, and what maybe you're able to fast or what you decide to fast and, and what I fast, it may look different. But here's the thing is that we're sacrificing together and we're moving towards God together. That's what it's about, Right. Like, and, and so, so th- in this season of 21 days, man, just participate. Maybe you can't even do every day. Maybe your job doesn't allow you to do that. It, it, everybody has different situations. What we want to say is let, let's, make, let's make heaven aware that we're pursuing after them, after God himself, after Jesus, after the Holy Spirit. God, God where are you at? Because that's where I want to be. I don't know about you, but that's where I want to be. Where God is, that's where I want to be. And so... Uh, we, start, we start today, and uh, every, every day we'll have something on social media kind of to help, help guide and steer you. You actually can go to our website, myhoperising.co, and on the homepage we have a, uh, a guide, a 21-day prayer and fasting guide that you can click on, and uh, it gives you a PDF uh, for every day if you'd like to download that onto your device, your computer, or something that's made available uh, to you there as well. Hey, next week, man, I, I'm excited about next week. Next Sunday, we start our, our groups sign up. And uh, man, this is, this is amazing because this is how we connect. This is how we do life together. And it's, it's in here where relationships are, are, are formed and developed and grow. And this is, this is what we found out through, through our groups is that we're better together. We, we found out that we're better together. And, and don't let 2019 go by and, and, and not know that we're better together or, or not spend time trying to invest in other relationships and, and getting to know other people because I'm telling you, we are better together. And when we, when we do life together, where you fall short, 
God makes up the difference a lot of times through the people that you do life with. That's so good, Pastor Welby. Could you say that again? Man, I would love to. Um, I'm so glad that you wanted that uh, again. But where we, can, where we fall short, God will make up the difference, but a lot of times it's with the people that we do life with already. Amen? And so I'm telling you, it's going to be awesome season of groups, and uh, we'll start sign-ups for that. And then in two weeks, um, we've... Uh, we're having a water baptism service uh, right here in two weeks. Come on. It's going to be so good. We've got, man, we, we'll have shorts for people, shirts for people, towels. Uh, people come. Maybe they give their life to Jesus that day, and they weren't prepared. But we're like, hey, we got you. It's all right. All right? And so in two weeks, make plans for that. Uh, if you've never been baptized or maybe your life has kind of gone sideways and you've, you're just newly coming back to Jesus, or maybe you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus, but, but today's your day and, and you're feeling the Holy Spirit and the tug on your heart and your life and you want to do that, hey, in two weeks, man, we're going to go public with our faith and, uh, and with water baptism. It's going to be so good. It's one of our best services every year. It's going to be so much fun. So, hey, last year we had 100 people give their life to Jesus so far, and we, we just we know that God has got great things in store for us here at Hope Rising. So I'm excited. If you can't tell, I'm excited. Turn to somebody next to you and say, he's a little amped up. A little amped up, but it's all right. So it was in July of this past year, I was at a conference and I was in a worship uh, moment, much like one we were just kind of in. And I, I felt, I've, I've, felt like the Lord spoke to me and gave me a word, and he said, more. He just spoke to me and said, more. And he says, that's your word for 2019. I don't know about you, but I, I kind of like to have a, a theme, a, a target, a vision for what, for what each year will kind of look like. And I ask the Lord every year, what, what, what's this year? How do, we, how do we move in this vein? How do we go that direction? And I, w I wasn't praying for it in that moment. I wasn't even thinking anything about it. It was summer. I was in Alabama, um, you know, whatever. But, but he spoke to me in a moment. He said, more. And I said, well, what does more look like, God? Because that can implicate a lot of things. I don't know about you. It, it, you know, more weight. <laughs> I don't need that, God, you know. Like, like let's, let's bring back the LBs just a little bit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, what does more look like? And I, I felt impressed more than anything that, that more meant more of him in my life. More of him in your life. That we would go and seek after him maybe more than we ever have before. And through that, we would also receive more of him maybe than we ever have before. And so, so as we move into this, this new year, I want you to, to kind of wrap that, that word, uh, just, just wrap it around your spirit today. Uh, and that as you leave, that there'd be something that you just kind of dwell upon, what that looks like specifically for you and maybe your family. And, and so I, I always try to find scripture, though, to back up what I'm thinking. Anybody been there before? Like, is this me? Is it God? What is it? You know, is it bad food I had last night? I don't know. And, and I kept on reading. So I, I went and tried to find every scripture that had the word more in it. Like, we're, come on, give me, a, give, give me a word, Jesus. Give me a word. And, and nothing, was, nothing was gripping me. Nothing was, was just jumping out of the page. And then, and then one night after a couple of weeks of me just trying to dig into this, I came across this scripture. It's actually a popular scripture. 
but for some reason I hadn't, hadn't thought about it. But it's in Ephesians 3.20, and it says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more, ever say that word, more, than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is in work within us. He who is able to do, one version says, exceedingly abundantly more. That he can do more than we can ever ask or imagine. And when I read that, it was like a spark in my spirit. And I was like, that's it. Like for 2019, I'm hanging on to that scripture. That, that, that this would be a part of, of my, my prayer life. This would be a part of my daily routine with the Lord. That, hey, as I spend time with him, God, you said you will do exceedingly, abundantly, above, more than we could ever ask or think. So I thought, what better thing to do than to title this brand new series, Made for More. Yeah, come on, say that with me. Made for more. Come on, one more time. Made for more. Y'all give it up for Tessa. You're good, girl. Man, I appreciate you. So good. And so I, I want to, I, I entitled today's message called God's Promises. All right? So week one, the, the first Sunday of the year, and we entitled this message God's Promises. How many know that God has got some promises that he's got for you? God has made you some promises. In fact, four of them that we'll focus on that he, he reveals in Scripture are these four right here. God promises to rescue you from bondage. Everybody say, that's, that's good. Thank you. If you don't know, we're a little participatory type of uh, church, all right? So um, I'm a holla back type of guy. So if I say something you like, just bring it back to me, all right? We, we, we'll, we'll play this game. And I, I promise you, the more you participate, the more you're going to like service and the happier you'll be when you leave, all right? Second promise is this. God promises to deliver you from whatever holds you back. Everybody say, all right. All right. There you go. Uh, thirdly, God promises to help you discover his original intention for your life. Say, come on, somebody. And then God promises to make you part of a family that is making a difference in the world. Everybody say, I'm a difference maker. That's right. But I know what you're thinking. Maybe, maybe you're thinking, man, promises don't mean too much anymore. You ever thought that? Man, people's word don't, doesn't mean anything. Like, like every day, men and women promise. They stand in an altar, and, and, and here comes the bride, and, and, and they look at each other's eyes, and, and they goo-goo, and they're like, uh, right? And they say the right do's and all this stuff. Only for a few years later for them to be separated and it all falls apart. Maybe, maybe businesses promise to carry or take care of their, their employees, but we find businesses downsizing and outsourcing and all this has become the norm. Well, we'll take care. We'll just, we'll just outsource it. We'll, we'll, we'll just, it's all right. We're going to downsize a little bit. Sorry, we wanted to take care of you, but we just can't because of the budget. But when God makes a promise, he always fulfills it. I said, when God makes a promise, he always fulfills it. There may have been some promises that have been told to you in your life that have fallen short, some things that maybe haven't come true, but I'm here to tell you that, that if God gives you a promise, he will always fulfill it. it. It may not be what you expect, it may not be when you expect it, but God will always come through. Everybody say, he's gonna come through. 
There we go. That's not good English, but that's good preaching, all right? So here we go. I think one of the things that I love about our church is that we're all on a spiritual journey together. We're all on a spiritual journey. We're, we're, all, we're all walking towards Jesus in some facet or another. There's, there's people here today that have, have followed Jesus for a long time, maybe 40 or 50 plus years. There's, there's people that, that maybe just gave their life to Jesus two months ago. Uh, there's, there's people that are just trying to figure this thing out, and, and they're just kind of in the middle somewhere. Maybe you're here. You've never given your life to Jesus. We want to let you know we're glad you're here. We we, we expect you to be here. In fact, we planned for you to be here. In fact, if you weren't here, we'd be upset that you weren't here. We want you to know that this is a place that, that you can belong before you believe. Man, you can kick the tires. You can figure this thing out. You can walk this thing out. You don't have to get it right. You just got to, hey, just show up. Let God do the work. Amen? Amen. All right, I'm feeling it. We're going to have a good day today. Maybe you're here in and you're just in survival mode. Maybe, maybe you're just trying to keep your head above water and you're trying to hold down a job and you're just trying to pay the bills and, and it just seems like life is a struggle or, or, or maybe you're in a spiritual rut. Maybe 2018 wasn't that good or, or you just kind of got caught in the motions and, and it wasn't that good for you, but you're in this rut and, and your faith used to be strong, but now it's It's weak. Or maybe, maybe you're experiencing the joy of the Lord more than you ever have, but, but you would wish to experience what it would be like to share your faith with others. Maybe you, you love Jesus, and you and Jesus are tight, and you're good, and all that stuff, but, but how, how do I take the next step, and how do I share my faith with others? Regardless of where you are this morning, the chair you sit in, the car you drive, the house you live in, you're not alone in wanting more. You see, I think God puts it inside of us that, that there's something supernatural inside of us that says there must be more. In fact, when we look into the Bible, we look into the Old Testament in the book of, uh, of Exodus, we see the Israelites, God's chosen people, are in captivity to the Egyptians for over 400 years. God's people in captivity for over 400 years. And one day Moses is doing his thing. He's, he's just minding his own business. And then there's a bush that is on fire. But it's not burning. It's not withering away. It's just shimmering, glittering, not doing anything but just appearance to be, or appearing to be burning. And then a voice comes from the bush. Moses. Moses. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm not hearing any voices coming out of a bush lately. I'm just saying. <laughs> and so uh, Moses, Moses, baby, he's freaking out for a moment. But, but, but God shows up and he talks to Moses and he says, I want you to go and let my people go. Go talk to Pharaoh and let my people go. And so, so that's what he does, right? So long story short, he goes to Pharaoh. He's like, say, brah, like, I know, like, we've been in, you know, slavery for 400 years. Like, you're working as, like, dogs. Like, we're tired of this. God chose me. I don't know why he chose me, but he chose me. And here I am. Um, don't kill me. Um, but he wants you to let us go, you know. And, 
And so that's, who like grew up in church? Kind of like church brats. Like I grew up in church. It's okay, I'm a church brat. And, uh, and that's where we got that song, like Pharaoh, Pharaoh, oh baby, let my people go. Ah, yeah, there you go. All right, somebody grew up in church. Let's go. And so uh, that's where that song kind of came from right there. And so he goes to Pharaoh and says, let my people go. And, and, and like a lot of things, the, this first thing, it, it didn't work out very good. Is everybody okay? No one died over there? Thanks, Chris. We should be okay. There's a police officer. He'll take care of it. I lost my place. Uh, so, so it didn't work out. And then all of a sudden, God said, hey, I'm going to send some plagues. I'm going to send, like, frogs. Like, I, don't, I, I, hate, I hate insects, y'all. Like, frogs would be the first thing. I'd be like, deuces, let them go. Gots to go. Like, get out of here. Don't want that. Locust, mm, I don't think so. And then, like, all, all the drinking water went bad. Like, like I, I'm done. Like, I'm checked out. But no, Pharaoh, he, he's, he's stubborn, all right? And I don't know, anybody, any, you don't have to admit it, but maybe you're sitting by somebody, or maybe you are stubborn, right? And so, hey, hey don't, don't, don't nudge them over there. It's okay. And so, um, got this, so this 10th plague, this 10th plague, uh, God says, I'm, I'm going to send a, the angel of death. And, and here's the deal. He said, he told, he told the children of Israel, Why don't you, you take an animal, take the blood from an animal, sacrifice it, and then put the blood over the doorpost of your house. And then as you do that, in the middle of the night, the angel of death will come. And as long as the blood is over the doorpost of your house, you won't die. The firstborn, the firstborn of every household, every family, not, not even just the firstborn child, but the firstborn animal. So as long as you've got the, the blood of the lamb over the doorpost of your house, when the angel of death passes by or passes over, you will be spared. So the angel, angel of death comes through, and anybody that doesn't have blood over the doorpost, they're dead. Firstborn and the first animal, they gone. And God made it very clear that not only would he spare his people, but he would also lead them to a life of freedom they could never imagine. Can I tell you that God designed you to live in freedom? Are y'all alive out there? Y'all good? Like, like he, he, never, he, he never designed you to live in bondage. He made the promise, hey, we're going to bring you out. Now, God designed us to live a life of freedom. But what I found is this, is that we give our life to Jesus, but we have a hard time finding the freedom that Jesus provides. And so, so God makes these four promises, the same four promises we just talked about, but he tells them, uh, the children of Israel, like this, in Exodus chapter 6, he says, he says I will free you from your oppression. I will rescue you from your slavery in Egypt. I will redeem you with a powerful arm and great acts of judgment. And fourth, I will claim you as my own people, and I will be your God. And I will be your God. And, and these I will statements, they laid the foundation for the nation of Israel, for God's chosen people. They became crucial elements as they began to celebrate the Passover. They, they would come together and celebrate God's faithfulness uh, in this, this celebration that not only was it just an event, it became a, a celebration called the Passover. 
And here's where I want to teach just for a second. But at, at the Passover, there was, there was four cups of wine that were used to commemorate and celebrate God's four promises. Everybody say four. And so they would have these cups. And over this next few weeks, we're going to go over these four cups and what that means. And, and today we're, we'll, we'll hit this first cup in just a minute. But they, they would take these cups and they would celebrate these promises that God had given them. And although it was it's celebrated by Jews, what we have found is that these four cups hold the same promise for us that have asked Jesus to be Lord of our lives. We say it a lot like this here at Hope Rising. We want you to know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. These four cups, we want you to know God. We want you to find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. Our church is rooted in this common theme that there must be more. To know God. It's gotta be more to life than what I'm living for right now. There's gotta be more. And then we find Jesus. There must be more. Yeah, you're right. Because God intends you to live free. And so we find freedom. No longer are we enslaved by the things of this world, but, but we find freedom when you walk in that freedom. Third, we discover our purpose. We do growth track every Sunday. Hey, we, 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 we started this church on the foundation of people knowing their purpose. Because we don't want you to be 50, 60, 70 years old, look back in your life and say, what did my life even exist for? What, what, was, what was my purpose? No, we want you to get to there and you'd be like, man, I did it. I fulfilled my purpose. Man, God, what God had planned for me, man, I saw it come to pass. And so, and then fourthly, make a difference. We believe that we're called to make a difference. And so we entitled this series, Made for More. Don't settle for less than God's best for you. Everybody say, okay. Yeah, don't settle for less than God's best for you. There's a, there, there's a voice inside of you that says there's got to be more. I was made for more. God's got more for me. Man, don't stifle that voice. Don't push that voice down inside of you. No, let it, let it begin to bubble. Let it begin to come out. Let it begin to, to, to come out of your life and, and out of the words that you speak that there's got to be more. And so this first cup. This first cup is called the cup of sanctification. Everybody say sanctification. Now this is a churchy word. It's churchy, I know, and we'll talk about it in just a second. But it's based on this promise, God's promise. I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. So sanctification. It simply means to be set apart. If you grew up in church, especially like, within the last 30, 40 years, you might have heard this word a lot, but as we hit 2000, 2005, 2010, this word has kind of gone away some, and, and we're afraid to talk about church, maybe we'll call it church uh, uh, Christianese, all right? We got these Christianese words, but we don't, ever, we don't tell anybody what these words actually mean. And so sanctification, it simply means to be set apart. Take like your fine china at home. Anybody got some fine china? Like you got married, um, and, and you got some fine china, and it, it's, it sat on the same shelf that it sat on for the last 15 years or whatever. Like, yeah, you, you may use it once a year, you, you, it, it, once every five years. I don't know. Uh, but you've got this fine china, 
and, and you can say that this fine china has been sanctified because it's been set apart for a special purpose, set aside for maybe family dinners or, or, or maybe, maybe once a year you gather a group of friends and, and you want to have a really nice dinner. And so this china is, is set apart for a special purpose. Your marriage has been set apart for a special purpose, forsaking all others, right? We can say that our marriage has been sanctified. It's, it's been set apart. And likewise, God wants to set you and I apart because to him we're special. Maybe you're here today and you don't feel very special, but I want you to know to God you're special. You're one of a kind, designed to be set apart for God's purposes. I don't know about you, but if I woke up tomorrow morning, I'd like have a little pep in my step, say, I am set apart. I'm like fine china. Yeah, come on. Like God's going to use me. I'm sanctified. I'm set apart. I don't know what that word means, but the preacher said it yesterday. I'm going to keep on saying it. It must be all right. Designed to be set apart for God's purpose. I love what Titus 3 says. It says, at one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of our God, our Savior, appeared, God's a kind God. He's a loving God. He may not always get painted that way, but be reminded today that he's a kind God. He's, he is love. He's a loving God. In verse 5, he saved us, not because of righteousness or righteous things that we had done, but because of his mercy. I mean, that should set you free right there. Like, it's nothing that you could do or ever say that can make God love you any more or any less. God loves you simply for who you are. He created you. He knows you. He knows the ins and the outs of you. And so there's nothing that you could ever do that can make him any more happy or any more pleased with you. No, he's like, he's like that's my child. That's my son. That's my daughter. Oh, you messed up and you fell? It's all right, because I'm right here to pick you back up. It's not about the righteous things or the good things that you've done, but it's because of his mercy. And he saved us through the washing of the rebirth and the renewal of the Holy Spirit. And so this first cup of Passover honors this foundational promise that God wants his people to experience salvation so that they can live the life of freedom that he always intended for them. I believe that our life really has two purposes when you, when you boil it down. Before Jesus, you're trying to, your life, your purpose is to find Jesus. You're, you're going along your way searching for more, but you're trying to find Jesus, right? 
But when you find Jesus, I believe your purpose switches to begin to tell everybody else about how good God is and what he's done in your life. When, when Pete, let me tell you, like, like anybody willing to admit, like you, you were a, you, you were, you are, I don't know, you were a bad sinner. Like, like you were bad. Like anybody, 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 come on. Thank you. Come on, somebody. Thank you. Like, like you were bad. Like, like you were doing your thing and, and, and finally one day God got a hold of you and, and you found your purpose. You're like, whoa, man, this is awesome. It's amazing. And then the next day you're with your friends and they looked at you. They're like, bruh, something's different about you. You're like, what? I don't even know what's going on right now. What's different? I just have this really cool HR hoodie on. They're brand new. I love it. You know? And, and, they're, and they're like, no, like something's different. You're like, I got different cologne. You know, I don't know. And, and they're like, no, there's something different. And then finally, you're like, y'all would never believe what just happened to me last night. Man, I gave my life to Jesus. Man, I, I, man this is what he did. Man, he brought somebody upon, in my life. And, or, or I was at a church service. Or, or man, I had friends over. And then all of a sudden, it became like a church service at home. It was crazy. Like, we were worshiping all this stuff. Like, one minute, we're watching, like, cops on TV, and the next minute, we're, like, worshiping Jesus, like, Hillsong on TV now. It's crazy. And so, and then then your friends that knew how you used to be, they watch you over a couple of weeks, and they're like, this dude's for real. Like, who is this Jesus you talking about? Where'd he come from, you know? And, and the people see the life that you used to live, but they see the change that Jesus makes. Listen, Jesus makes a change that nobody else can change. He, he will cause you to stop living the way that you used to live. The desires that you may used to have, you don't have those desires anymore because you want to live for Jesus. I want to hide his word in my heart that I might not sin against, against him. No, he's got a plan and a purpose for me, and I'm going to walk in it. I may not be perfect. I may fall. But if I fall down once, I'm going to get up again. If I fall down seven, I'm going to get up eight. Come on. I believe we're we're created with those two purposes in mind. In fact, they say the best days of your life is is the first day you're born and then the day you realize what your purpose is. See, when you feel curious about what you're supposed to do with your life and what difference it could make, that's God calling you to drink from the cup of sanctification, the cup of I'm set apart. And God puts you on earth at this time, in this place, in Cyprus, Texas, to fulfill the purpose that you were created for. You weren't born in 1950. Maybe some of you are, I don't know. 1850. (laughs) I'm done, y'all. I'm done. I I don't even know where to go from there. Um, You weren't born a long time ago, back in the day, okay? He puts you on this earth for today. And if you're still breathing, you've got purpose. God's got plans for you. And the only way to find this purpose or the answer to your purpose is to let Jesus come in. What's my purpose? It's not about you. Oh, it used to be doing your own thing. It used to be about you. But when Jesus came into your life, it began to be about everybody else. 
Because once I was this way, but there was a man named Jesus that came into my life. And now I am this way. Oh, I should be in jail. I should be messed up. I should be maybe this or that. I shouldn't be here today. Whatever your story may be. But this is what Jesus has done for me. Once I was blind, but now I see. Once I was lost, but I have found my way. You see, religions have one thing in common. All religions, it would be this, that they require, they require us to do something to get to God. All religions have this in common, that, we, that they require us to do something to get to God, except one. Except one. We call it Christianity. Maybe you're here and you're like, man, I just got to clean myself up first before I get to God. And I got to make some things right first. I got to talk to the wife. I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to, man, I got to make myself, I got to clean myself up before I give my life to Jesus. Can I tell you that we don't get our lives in order, then go to God? We go to God to get our lives in order. Come on, I'm going to say that again. We don't get our lives in order, then go to God. No, the Bible says just come as you are. We go to God to get our lives in order. In fact, you can't get your life in order by yourself. You're not smart enough. You're not talented enough. You're not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. No, we need Jesus. And we need the people of God to come around us and says, hey, we're going to walk this thing out together. Don't make this the only Sunday you come to church. Like, I know it's January 6th. It's the first Sunday of 2019. Man, we're going to go to church and we're going to feel good. No, don't let it be the only day. Man, make it happen. Man, there's people all around us that need the love of God and that need Jesus to be infused into their life. They need to know what Jesus has done for you. They need to know that the love of God has stepped in and the grace of God that you've received is not just for you, but it's for them too. That's why we set this thing up every Sunday. Man, we got a dream team that comes in and sets this whole thing up every Sunday because we're believing every Sunday that people will come in and, and give their life to Jesus. Because just like our name says, hope is rising. We believe that hope is rising in 2019. May this, may this be a banner year for you and for us as a church. May this be a banner year. May this be a year that when you look back, in a year from now, or two years from now, or 10 years from now, you look back and you say, man, something about 2019, man, it changed my life forever. 2019, it healed my marriage. 2019, my kids came back to the Lord. 2019, man, I got a promotion that set me on this path, this trajectory that, that I wouldn't be on if it wasn't for the right place at the right time and the right people. 2019, I was healed. 2019, man, I, I, I learned to forgive people. 
Can I tell you, I, what's your next step this year? I've written down a lot of goals and I've, I've written down a lot of things for 2019. But if I don't create any next steps to achieve them, they don't do me any good. Why do goals fail? Why do dreams fail a lot? Because we don't put any action steps or next steps to fulfill them. You don't have to be perfect to go to church here. In fact, if you are perfect, we ask you not to come back. <laughs> Because I assure you, I'm not perfect. Give me a few Sundays. If I haven't offended you yet, I may. I mean, I don't try, but I may, you know. Next steps. Maybe today your next step is to give your life to Jesus. Let me close with this. How do we, how do we take the first drink or the first sip of this cup of sanctification. I'll tell you, we surrender and we give up control. We surrender. We surrender. Fear bow, chains break. Jesus, you change everything. I, I surrender. And we give up control. There is power. In the name of Jesus. It's power in the name of Jesus. Give up control. Here, Jesus, I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of the out of the driver's seat and I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna get into the driver in the passenger side of my best friend's ride. Some of y'all too holy. And I'm going to give up control. I'm going to give up control. Think about this. Think about it if you're, you're lost in the woods. You're lost in the woods and you're walking around. Man, where I, you don't know where you're at. And all of a sudden you come up to some experienced hikers. And they ask you the question, hey, are you lost? And you're like, you can either say, yeah, man, totally lost, or no, I'm good. In that moment, if I'm lost, I'm saying, yeah, I need help. And these experienced hikers would say, hey, why don't you come with us? We'll show you the way out. We'll show you to the place that you're trying to get to. Just, just follow us. We, we've already, we've already gone this way before, or, or we're experienced hikers, we can, we can, we've got all the necessary tools in place to get us to where we're supposed to go. Why don't you come with us? And you have a choice and a decision to make. Do I go or do I stay? Do I, do I go with, with those that, that, that are going to help me to, to where I'm supposed to go, or, or do I stay lost? I, it's going to be tough. Man, there may, be, there may be tough terrain and maybe, you know, some, some, some trees that you can't see beyond and, and all of that. But it's okay if you're with the experienced hikers because they know where they're going. It's all right. And when it comes to living with God, you have to decide to leave behind your old life in order to follow him to the land that he has promised you. You're going to say, hey, I'm lost. 
But I'm coming across some man named Jesus who knows me from the inside out. He knew me before I was born. He, I, I was on his brain before I was even a thought to my parents. And the road ahead of you may be bumpy. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, when you give your life to Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, please put your seatbelts on. We're about to experience some turbulence. Oh, it's going to be good for a little bit. It's going to be good. Man, you're going to be on this like spiritual high. It's going to be great. And then there's going to be some things that happen. And our faith's going to get tested. There's going to be some turbulence. There's going to be some bumpy roads. There's going to be some rough terrain. There's going to be some hills. There's going to be some valleys. There's going to be some, some really good moments, and, and there may be some really low moments. But when you put your trust in God, you bind yourself to his promise that he will lead you out. He will lead you out. So we don't try to do this thing on our own. We need Jesus. Every Sunday, I wake up and I remind God that if you're not here, I don't want to be here. I let God know, like, I'm not good enough to do this on my own. Like, I need you. I need your Holy Spirit to do something that I can't do. Where I fall short, I need you to make up the difference, God. And God wants to make the difference in your life. Thank you for joining us on the Hope Rising podcast. Visit us online at myhoperising.co. If you're in the Cypress, Texas area, we would love to connect with you on Sundays, 10 a.m. at Spillane Middle School. Thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful week.